Hey Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs Post Game Show podcast and the CHGO Crosstown Classic coverage is brought to you by our friends at Hooters. Luke Stuckmeyer, Cody Del Mendo, after a 5-3 White Sox win over the Cubs, the coveted Crosstown Cup, still up for grabs, Cody. Still up for grabs. That was a bad loss. A lot of people uh, jumping in the chat, not very happy tonight. Becky says, unacceptable. Ravi is going to bed. <laughs> All right. Those are two different uh, yeah, comments, two different by the comments. way. <laughs> Becky is just going off. Yeah, Gary, awful loss. Why can't we hit against lousy pitchers? Listen, Martell, Stubbs, White Sox didn't steal anything. They won. Here's the thing. Give give the White Sox credit. They played a pretty good game. They pitched a pretty good game. Their closer looks like he. they might have found something there. Uh, the White Sox guys are on the other side of this wall. They're partying over there like they just won the World Series. I'm pretty sure they're going to do a beer Of course, we know bat. that was 2005. So. They're literally trolling me doing a beer bat. So, you know, if that makes anyone else feel better, I mean, at least you're not getting trolled by an entire fan base in the other room. You know what I mean? Like, you know, big of me to sit here, do this show and like air it out with all of you credit to me. Uh, I don't know, man. I will agree. It was a bad loss, but I, when I say it's a bad loss, it's a bad loss. Cause you lost to a team. That's not going to make the postseason. That's not good. Yeah, they're and like you 24, you, 25 and, games under 500. Yeah, and they, and the Cubs didn't take advantage of the opportunities they had. I get like, I'm, I'm annoyed. I don't think I'm like irrationally angry like I have been in recent losses. Like perhaps like when they lost to the Mets, that third game against the Mets last week, I was pretty annoyed just because like they they sh- should have won that series. Um, but and there were all kinds of factors to why they lost that game. But tonight it was just the Cubs just didn't take advantage of their own of their own opportunities, multiple chances in the first. Or in the middle innings, especially where fifth and six. there was, yeah, the fifth and sixth inning, one of those innings, Candelario got on the lead off an inning and then they couldn't do anything. The bottom of the order couldn't do anything. Uh, there was an inning where Nico Horner got on, stole a base, but, and then the top of your order couldn't do anything either. Like, I, I don't know. Like Kyle Hendricks started off bad, but still managed to give you six, three earned like quality start. Like he looked like someone who might've been out of the game in the third or fourth inning and he managed to. You know, give get, keep the Cubs in the game and, and pitch, and he pitched well. Uh, yeah, it's just, I guess I'm just not that upset just because it's not like they beat themselves tonight. They they didn't take advantage of opportunities, but that's baseball sometimes. So I, I agree with you, and I agree with both sides of the chat that are a little divided here coming in tonight, the live chat here on YouTube, which is the best way to enjoy what we're doing. To, are they coming in to troll? Uh I haven't seen too many. I saw one possibly, but here's the deal. No, the White Sox didn't hit the ball all over the ballpark. Like Kyle Hendricks was decent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got a you got a good enough start out of him. There were a lot of blue pits until the home run, which was not a blue pit. <laughs> which Corey Friedman, our our teammate, said the same thing. And I was like. I don't know why they were pitching to Alonzo. I don't know why the ball was anywhere near the plate anytime Luis Robert was up. Nice. He's the only guy that's going to beat you on that team. Yeah. Period. So, but my thing is this. No, they didn't get clobbered by one of the worst teams in baseball. It's baseball. You can lose games like that. But as we've talked about the last 24 hours, this is a critical stretch for the Cubs if they intend on making the playoffs. They got the bad news about Stroman before the game that they are checking out his ribs now, uh, getting some testing done because he had right rib discomfort coming off of a hip that needed a cortisone shot. And this is a 12-game stretch against teams that are over ninety game, more than 90 games under five hundred. The White Sox and the Royals are this homestand. This is feeding time, man. This this should be like meat in the water and a pack of piranhas. A school of piranhas and, and blood in the water. You can't lose too many of these games. I understand losing one, but you just lost the series to the Mets. Mm-hmm. And you bounce back nicely and then you, you beat the Blue Jays. But these are opportunities to gain ground. 
And you don't get tons of those in a baseball season. This is an opportunity because the Reds also lost, the Marlins also lost, but it was a golden opportunity to gain ground is what it was. Yeah, I understand you didn't lose much, uh, and I understand that it's one game in, in a long summer of baseball. Just don't lose too many of them because this season will come down to probably one or two games. And you'll be able to look back at ones and you'll say, shouldn't have lost a series to the Mets. Up, shouldn't have lost that one on your birthday that broke your heart. Up, shouldn't have lost any games to the White Sox at all. Uh, they're, They're a bad team. You should beat them. And again, I know it's baseball. I know it happens. I'm not saying the sky is falling, so don't peg me at that. But like Gerard says, Hey man, you got these are the teams you got to beat. I'll be honest with you, the White Sox put out a roster tonight. I've watched a ton of White Sox baseball because I don't have to anymore. But we're watching that game, and if I had a dollar for every time the Sox brought in a pitcher or brought a guy to the plate that I said who, I'd I'd be working on a Mega Millions right yeah. now. I mean, a, a ton of guys that you were just like, who is this guy? Mm-hmm. And you lost five to three. Boy, you better win during the takeover tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, Bellinger just, what, a few feet from perhaps tying the game in the eighth inning. But overall, it should have never even been like that. Again, like those middle innings, they had some chances. Could have maybe done some more damage in the early innings too. I don't know, man. It just wasn't their night. And I will say, someone in the chat said this. I want to say it was Brad. He said that when a team gets swept, they're bound to win. I mean, they did just get swept by the Brewers. And so you, we all know that the White Sox, no matter what, whether they're good or bad, they come into this series every year, you know, treating it as if it's like their World Series. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm just being honest. And they played a near-perfect game. They did. I mean, and I mean, even I will say the throw to get Nico, we talked about missed opportunities. The throw to get Nico, I'll take that chance every time because the White Sox guys have a question. Dedication. Now we're getting the trolling. Dedication. Now we're getting Dedicate that to your last playoff Again. win. Again, big of me to allow them. Like, I, it was honestly my idea. I told them, like, hey, you guys should do this. It'd be good yeah. for content. Yeah. Big of me. They Credit just dedicated it to their last playoff win, which <laughs> won them the World Series. In 2005. 2005. Uh, so, but anyway, like I was saying, I, I think that if you're, if you're in the clubhouse right now, I don't feel like you're any different than you have been all season in terms of being up or down. You know, I, I'll say this. We talk about pitching to Pete Alonzo. Pitch, Merriweather had Luis Robert down 0-2 bad in, pitch. in that count. And he just threw a bad pitch. He's been great all season, as he we has. talked about. There was no one on base, so you're not going to walk the guy in that moment. So the whole, why are we pitching to him? It's like... Now just don't throw a bad you, pitch. Obviously, you're not supposed to throw a freaking meatball, okay? Like, that's that's basically it. He threw a meatball, and they lost the game. Gotta learn from it, get better from it. The Godfather wants uh, David Ross fired. Uh, here, Martell is saying though what I'm trying to get across. Martell says the season's coming down to this 12 game stretch. Anything less than nine wins will be a failure. Brewers aren't going anywhere. That's what we talked about with yeah. Dan Plezak. Dan said maybe eight, maybe nine. That'll be enough. I personally believe it should be 10 out of 12. Okay, you lost one. Now you better really go on a run. You're playing the absolute bottom feeders in all of baseball for 12 games. And then you get the series against the Brewers, the head-to-head at the end of the month. I believe by the end of the month, if the Cubs are not in first place, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. And I know the wild card thing and all that. So I'm just telling you that this stretch is such a opportunity to feast if they don't take advantage of that i don't trust them then the next month to just be so lights out that they're you got to beat the bad teams eventually you have to beat the bad teams it's funny how like during the stretch before the trade deadline the cubs beat up on the nationals the cardinals twice the white Sox, 
and I'm probably missing another team in there. And no one wanted to take it seriously because they were playing bad teams. Yeah. Now here we are. They lose one game to the White Sox, <laughs> and people are in shambles and think that this is their downfall. Well, ball, number ball, one, ball. it's the White Sox. Well, yeah, but again, it's one game. You still have 11 more games over the stretch to go. I hear, like, again, I, it's a bad loss in the fact that it's the White Sox. And any any of more losses they have over this next 12 games, we'll do postgame, and we'll sit here and be and say it's a bad loss because it's the Royals. It's oh, a it bad loss if, because if it's the Tigers. If they lose the Royals, it's worse. Right. It, yeah. It's a bad loss because it's uh, whoever is in these next 12 games, right? Like, but I'm just, that's just my optimistic look on it is the Cubs have played well against bad teams this year. So, yes, now they need to continue to do that. And I think, you know, they they got to they gotta get it going tomorrow. I, I hate saying that a random game against the White Sox is must win, but obviously you don't want to lose these. Oh, you yeah, don't want to yeah. get swept at home to the White Sox. And, uh, for, the know, me- for the mental health of your fan base, you can't <laughs> get swept by the White yeah. Sox. With an off day the day after? Oh, my God. For no. Cody's well-being, do not no. get swept by the White Sox. They had just five hits, a couple of home runs in this game. There were no belly bombs, but there is good news tonight, despite the Cubs lost, and that is dope merch drop, sick drip drop. Belly Bombs, now on sale at allchgo.com. We got our new shirt drop. I like that. Just in time for the takeover coming up uh, tomorrow night, which I think there might be one or two seats still available. I think there were two at the beginning of the night. So go to allchgo.com if you you want to go to the Cubs game with us tomorrow. We're going to be in Section 425. And, by the way, when you sign up to be a diehard at allchgo.com, you get all the access to all CHGO, all that stuff. But you get a free shirt. This could be your free shirt if you want it to be. Yeah. That could be the one. Could be the one. I love it. Belly Bomb. And then you can wear it next year when they re-sign him, get a $200 million deal, and he is the National League MVP or runner-up to Shohei, mm-hmm. who's the other player they signed in the offseason. Yep. And if you're watching on a small screen, yes, it is a bear. It is a bear. It's a bear on the graphic. Like a Get it? Like cub? <laughs> it's like a brawler one. Yeah. It's like the brawler like the one. one I'm wearing. Yeah. Apparently, Herbie finished his beer. He chugged the beer in the other room. Getting the update from Ravi. He's got two screens going tonight. I thought Ravi went to bed. Good for Herb. Herb chugged <laughs> a beer. How fast guys. was it? Probably faster than me. I've seen that guy do shock, shotgunning beers before. They're probably all in the chat now, in the White Sox chat, like slandering me, saying that Herb, <laughs> could, he, he, just, he just destroys me. Absolutely. Big of me, again. Luke, to your point, too, about the the end of August being that series and how crucial it could come down to, do we remember, I, I don't have the record off the top of my head, I was trying to look it up, but over the last couple of seasons, you guys remember how good this Brewers team has been in September? They've been lights out with Craig Council the last couple of years in September. They They're have. Not, they are not going away. They, they are, are going to be there. They do have a much, on paper, it's a much tougher schedule for the Brewers the rest of the way, but this is a big chunk of that. Mm-hmm. I, we just showed it in yesterday's podcast. Like they play teams uh, that are much more difficult. They play the Rangers. They play the Dodgers in the next twelve game, eleven games. So they've got some series that are way more difficult than what the Cubs are going to be facing. So this is the opportunity to gain ground, and if you're fortunate, not only gain ground but overtake the Brewers potentially before you even get to that series. That's how quickly they could climb if they play the type of baseball they're capable of. Uh, Ian Happ, home run number 14. Seiya Suzuki with a home run tonight. How about Nico with the stolen? Well, he got thrown out once. I, I don't, perfect throw. A, like, what are you, mm-hmm. you going to do about it? Like, yeah. Blind squirrel finds an acorn. The guy th- made a perfect throw right on. I mean, it almost broke Nico's finger going into the glove is how perfect it was. Mm-hmm. But he did steal number 30 and Ryan Herrera. Our very own had the stat on the eighth time in the wild card era, dating back to 1995. Cubs have had a player steal 30 or more bases. Horner, the first Cub to reach that mark since the Tony summer Campana. of Tony Campana, 2012. Where were you? Where were you for the summer of Tony Campana? I was in college. <laughs> <laughs> a legend. So, I mean, at least that happened. <laughs> I thought Say had, like, his home run in the moment when he hit the. When he hit his home run was huge. Um, 
Nico, like we were just talking about, good night, two hits, the stolen base. The other, you know, he got picked off, whatever. He was trying, they were, they were down. He was trying to get in the scoring position. I'm, I'm never going to get mad about Nico trying to steal a base. He has 30 of them. You know what I mean? So uh, that is what it is. But yeah. And Hendrick, to me, Hendricks was, Hendricks was more than good enough. Yeah. To get you a win. It was, in this. A, you know, yeah, again, you're not talking about play. Kyle Hendricks being the ace of the staff right. or like, a guy chasing the ERA title like he was in 2016, you're talking about a guy who's further down his career, just came off a season, off season where you didn't know what you were ever going to get out of him. Six innings, three earned runs, seven hits, and all of that was in the first two innings. Yeah. Like, after that, Kyle Hendricks, uh, I saw the first, the first three runs, and I was like, oh, this is going to be a long day. No. Kyle Hendricks turned it around, shut him down, and gave you a chance to win the game. This was one of those rare nights, uh, and it's one of the rare nights where the offense let you down, and it's funny, Cody, because we were sitting on the couch, and I said, all off season, and the first half of the season, we had the same theme. Will this team have enough offense for the Cubs to get to the postseason? And all of the sudden, in my eyes, the script has flipped. I believe the question is, will they have enough pitching starting pitching, healthy starting pitching to get through this. Stroman's injury is a big deal. A big deal. I think he's the most valuable player on the team if you're trying to make the postseason. Steele has been spectacular. Spectacular. He's never pitched this many innings. I think he's still up to the task, but you need at least two guys. You need at least two that are horses, and Tyone hasn't been consistent enough. I don't know at this point in your career you want to put that on Kyle Hendricks' shoulders. And so what do you you're throwing that at Javier Assad? To me, it's gotta be Strowman come. If it's not Strowman, I think you're in big trouble. So the news that he has rib discomfort. Yeah. Not great. Uh Brendan a super chat 499. What did Ross get ejected for? Well, he got his money's worth. Uh I saw Megan Montemuro say she believed it was a non- call on what he believed was a balk yes yes um but i haven't i guess in post game somebody will ask somebody but that uh i don't believe it we can ask ryan when he joins us ryan herrera hopefully will join us from the ballpark uh before the end of the podcast thanks to everybody who's uh hanging out here after a tough 5-3 loss don't forget we're going to the ballpark tomorrow hope you're going to join us there and by the way also don't forget our good friends at Hooters. Hooters, your spot to catch all the games this season. Step up to the plate for the world-famous wings, delicious seafood, stacked sandwiches, salads, and more. Tons of great beer specials and $6 drinks all day, every day. Check out the seafood specials, $19.83 for a pound of crab legs. Great prices on buffalo and steamed shrimp, too. Hooters is celebrating 40 years in business all year long, and in honor of that anniversary... On the 4th of every month, Hooters will be hosting throwback events, bringing the 80s back with 83-cent wings and other great specials. Hooters, get there. Go there. Great wings and more. Still a great place for to go out and have a good time. Absolutely. Love Hooters. Go to Hooters before you go to the game tomorrow if you want, or maybe for lunch. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then before you go to the game, if you're not coming to the event with us, which you should, like we keep saying, but if you... Happen to not be. Hooters, Shady Rays, game stop time. by Sunnyside, tickets at game time. Tickets at game time. Sorry, I interrupted you. Sorry, I, you my, were, my you were li- I should have said Sunnyside, but also tickets at game time. <laughs> Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all, all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have game time is the place for last minute ticket deals forget planning months in advance game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football basketball baseball concerts comedy theater and more the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price you'll find you will find tickets in the same section and row for less game time will credit you 110 percent of the difference it's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason get images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive, 
buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create an account. Use code CHGO for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem with code CHGO for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price. Guaranteed. Yeah. I do have some good news. Mm. The Dodgers have tied the game at 10.20 p.m. Okay. On a Tuesday night. It's one-to-one in the sixth inning. Yes, I'm scoreboard watching like Nico Horner. I am looking at the scoreboard. We, I, listen, this is, this is one reason why I, I told the Sox guys, do a beer bat. Troll me a little bit. Sean they're can't not, finish they're, it. They're not in a playoff race right now. They're supposed to be in one, all right? At least we get to wake up tomorrow and still you know, have some sort of like hope that the Cubs can make the I don't know. I've been told their window's open. Uh, Nick Madrigal supporter says, ever since they took Madrigal out and put Saya in, we've lost. Mention that, Cody. Embarrassing. All caps on everything. Well, they won two uh, three well, against the Blue Saya Jays with and, this exact lineup. Basically. And Saya did hit a home run tonight. And Saya did hit a homer, yeah. Of course, Madrigal <laughs> does have a home run this season. Two barrels. Two barrels. Couple uh, of barrels. I, listen, I'm not... I don't. I'm not hating on Nick Madrigal, but Candelario, you got to play him at. Th- there's nowhere to play Madrigal. There's literally nowhere to play him. So uh, I don't know what to say to you, man. Your guy had a, he he's been great for the most part for what you're asking for him since he's came back from Iowa. But you got to play Candelario, and say has been pretty yeah, good since they gave him those days off. Been pretty good since he came back. Hit a home run tonight. Had a get. He saved. He saved a run with a catch in the early innings too. So I mean, I don't. I don't know what to tell you about that. Um, you know what everybody yeah. really wants to talk about? PCA. PCA. <laughs> it's funny. Like I mean, you're in the middle of a pennant race. You're you're trying to get to the postseason, but we all know that the future is what really has Cubs fans excited right now. It's like the this is at least fun to talk about games that mean something in late August into September. It's, I think it's going to go down to the last week of the season, but today on the score, Carter Hawkins, Cubs GM was asked about whether or not Pete Crow Armstrong, the Cubs top prospect would get a look as a late season call up. And we talked about it on yesterday's podcast, which uh, you can go back and listen to it if you'd like. Uh, we had our friend Dan Plezak on. He was great. Uh, we talked about all kinds of things, but one of them was PCA, and we were saying, you know, like, should he get called up? And then we talked about the 40-man, and w- w- he's not on the 40-man. You'd have to add him before the end of August, so we probably would have to get that decision pretty soon. He has been crushed. He's not been at AAA Iowa very long. How many games is it now? Do we... Does anybody know that off? It hasn't even been a month. He's no, been less there. than a month. He's been yeah. there for like almost maybe just over two weeks. He's got a nine-game hitting streak. And he, yeah. he's, cru- he's crushing yeah. it, and then a walk-off home run tonight. <clears throat> Nick Madrigal, supporter, says, there's nowhere for PCA to play. Well, yeah, when rosters is. expand, hey, I wouldn't mind that guy at first base trying to you know mm. pinch run. I wouldn't mind him being a defensive replacement. If he's hitting like this, Whoever's not the hot bat, you play the hot bat. Well, I don't. If that's the Palatine Pounder, you play him. If that's uh, Seiya Suzuki, you play him. If that's PCA, you play him. The only guy I know that's playing every day is Cody Bellinger. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Him and Dansby. Dansby. And but, but if Morell can't break out of the slump, Morell can't. Yeah. I tried to manifest that. It didn't happen tonight. Morell can't. Then then you got to sit Morell for a while. Yeah. And Morel didn't have the great at bats tonight. Um, it's not a. It yeah. right now at this point in the season. Once you decided not a Dansby called for it, not to trade guys away and go for it. Maybe it's not the World Series, but if it is a postseason burst, berth, which is what we're talking about, then it's not about being nice to guys. It's not even about development right now. To be honest with you, it shouldn't be. Development was earlier in the season. Development can be if you're out of it. Development can come in the offseason. Right now, if somebody's not playing well, you find the guy that is. 
That's what it has to be. And for the most part, I feel like that has happened. I don't believe the Cubs have done, when people complain about the lineups, I don't believe the Cubs have put those lineups out because of reasons of development or got to see this guy or, or playing favorites or any of that stuff. They've been putting it out there for reasons that most likely we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah, I'd agree. Truly, I, yeah. I believe that. Yeah. Now, I can't, uh, again, I'll argue till I'm blue in the face that if Cody Bellinger is willing to do it, I would make him one of the first three hitters in the game just because I'd like to see him get more bats mm-hmm. for the end of the season. If that's four more bats this season because he's batting at the top, might make a difference. Don't know. Yeah. But yeah. I also understand, in general, zoom out, tonight was a bad loss. Zoom out, the Mets was... Matt's Met series is a bad loss, but zoom out all the way and you say, they've been on a pretty good run, which makes you feel better. How much do you mess with that? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you're going to tinker with it a little bit, but do you want to take guys that have been successful in certain spots out of that position? So, it's not, it's not as easy as it looks sitting at home, watching on television, going, well, this is what I would do, and I know it would work. We don't know what any of it would work. Yeah. To be honest, I you know we when we talked about PCA and in, in pregame, I basically said that you, I'd ra- if they call him up, they better just find a way to play him every day. But I don't think they want to do that, and no one's played bad enough to where you have to do that. You know, if Morel continues to struggle again tonight's tonight's game for Morel was probably one of the one of the worst ones he's had over yeah, the last week. He, he had Tough. the game. He had the game-winning hit on Saturday, so it's like it's mm-hmm. hard for me. He has the second most homers on the team, so you have to have that bat in the lineup. It feels like it, he's got an OPS over eight hundred. Like I, I feel like you have to play Morel. But then, when you look at every, you look at who the Cubs have in the outfield. Okay, so obviously you're gonna play Bellinger every day. You can play him at first, mm-hmm. and then you can move Candelario at third. Yes, you still have, yes. So then you have Bellinger, Candelario, Dansby, and Nico. And then you have your outfield. You want to play PCA every day? Then okay with Bellinger at at a. I don't at think first. You, then I don't you think can, you need to play him every day though, because it's not about development. It's just about having better guys on the roster. So if you can have him, if you can find a spot for him when rosters expand, yeah. and even if he's not playing every day, are you satisfied with the progress he's made as a prospect this yeah. season? I don't know how you could look at that and not say. Yes, we are satisfied with that prospect. That's 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 fair. Like that, I I don't disagree. I just, it's weird to say it, but the Cubs are so deep. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to bench one of Talkman, Saya, Hap. You're not gonna bench Bellinger, obviously. Like if and that's just to not even necessarily play him play PC every day, but just like. Get him in for whatever games that you want to get him in for. Maybe, again, I said that, yeah, I think I said this yesterday, that to me, he'd be a great off-the-bench bat, pinch runner, late-inning, late-game defensive replacement if you wanted to. Vibes booster. Yeah, like, yeah, vibes booster. Like You think of the juice he would bring to the dugout right away. He's already a major league outfielder. That's the thing. He already has the skills to play the outfield. Like, they could throw him out there in center field every day, and I'd feel great about it. I guess I'm just, I don't know. I I know what you mean. If if that is what they want to do, if if that would be his role, I'm fine with it. I'd get up for it. I'd get excited about it. But I do wonder how David Ross would manage it. And I guess that's what, in a way, kind of scares me because, listen, he's he's had his ups, he's had his downs in terms of David Ross as a manager this year with lineups and stuff like that. Like, say PCA gets a call up and he has an unreal first game, but then they don't play him the next day or something like that, and they, you know, whoever's in the lineup is struggling. Like, do you do, will he play PCA because he's the hot guy in the lineup, or is it because he's a young guy and they want to use him in this like utility role type thing? Uh, to where you're, we're gonna sit here and be frustrated if we don't see him in the lineup. And I, I, I already get frustrated enough about certain guys not being in the lineup. Sometimes I honestly just don't want that extra stress about PCA. <laughs> you that, can't handle it. I can't handle any more stress you when it comes to the lineup. The truth. I can't. I, I honestly can't take any more stress when it comes to the lineup. I, I think it comes down to this. 
he is one of their 26 best players right now. I think so. I would take him over Madrigal right now. I take him over Patrick Wisdom. You can find a spot. I understand the playing time thing. That's a legitimate argument, but he's one of their 26 it, best players. But again, right if now. he's already had if he's already reached the goals that you had for him going into this season as a as a prospect in your organization, if you said, "Okay, we want this many at bats. We want to see him do this, this, this and this." If he has checked all those off and there's a month left in the season, why not? And especially if you think, as you've said, what if he is one of their 26 best? And if he is then, then how much do you forego a few AAA at-bats in September for the opportunity to be a part of a building block for the franchise, a building block for his career, a taste of what it's like to be in a pennant race in the big leagues? Even if he's just sitting on the bench yeah. most of the time. And now, he might... He might get called up and do so well that all of a sudden you have tough decisions to make. Hey, David Ross, that's why you're getting paid the big bucks. Make those decisions. Make the right ones. Some of them might not be popular with some of the guys that don't get playing time. Maybe that guy's PCA. But I kind of feel like he would, if he got called up and was here and wasn't getting consistent playing time, he'd be less frustrated than he would be just playing out triple-A games that don't mean anything. Fair. He'd rather and be here. Based off what you said, Kevin, like, Magical and Wisdom aren't blocking PCA. Like, like that. No. none of those guys, like, if they don't play the outfield, they're not blocking PCA. That To me, it's just like, I, I don't want to deal with the stress of of David Ross, of, of having to trust David Ross to play it the right way. I just, I just personally feel like, even though I know he's a great center fielder, he's a gold glove outfielder, Cody Bellinger for me is playing first base the rest of the season. I, that's what I would do. That's your now, best. Now lineup. I'm not the. Now I'm that's not your the, best team. It allows you to have still a great defensive first baseman, and it allows you to have the best lineup you can have. Yeah. Okay, so that's the reason I'm playing him at first, and I personally believe that Candy is the guy at third. Now that might mean less at bats for Nick Madrigal, but if that's the case. So be it. Yeah. He's he's going to have to find his at-bats somewhere else, even if that's occasionally as the DH. Maybe Candy's the DH, but I think he's a better third baseman than Madrigal. Oh, yeah. Candelario yeah. made some really so, nice plays tonight, too. So third. that's why yeah. I want uh, that. To me, that is actually your best. Of, I know Ryan pushes back and says, no, your best defensive lineup is Cody Bellinger in center field. And I'm like, I don't know, because if I can have Talkman, who's done a very good job in center field, maybe it's not gold glove, but he's done a very good job, or PCA, who might be better than Talkman in center yeah. field anyways, then if those are my options, that's what I'm going with. And then I figure out who needs to play on the corners. I think Hap needs to play. Saya, if he's back to what we hope he is, probably needs to play. But if he's not, that's where you get at bats for somebody else. Yeah, I only made the wisdom and magical thing as a corresponding move as to a guy that you would make right, to bring not, him up. Not, 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 they're not blocking him. I'm just no, saying correct. your best lineup, I think, really would have PCA playing center field. I know we haven't seen him in the major league. You know he's been there two weeks, but the guy's got all the intangibles to play major league baseball right now. And I will, it would be fun to see him. The one thing I definitely agree with Luke about, again, to bring it back around, is that the experience that he could get just being part of like a, a potential playoff race and stuff like that, I do think that that does – I do think that that could be good for him. And that, that was one reason why I wanted the Cubs to, you know, at least maintain the team that they had at the deadline because I wanted guys like Nico to get, you know, mm -hmm. be experienced like this type of run and, 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 and uh, you know, some of their young relievers and, and, and Justin Steele and all them to get experience in games that really genuinely really matter as you make it your way all the way to October. So I, I, don't, I don't disagree on that. I, again, I just like. How do you find a way to play this guy? If he doesn't play, is it going to? Are you wasting a roster spot? Like, is it going to be? Is he going to sit on the bench like Edwin Rios did for three months? Like, I, I don't, I don't know. But I, I think that at the very least, he's a very solid guy you could bring in to pinch run or play defense in the in the late innings. I think you can definitely do that with him. But I just, I just don't know how they'll find a way to get him in the lineup as much as one fans want or even the Cubs want. There's our there's our White Sox troll of the night. Reed has joined the chat. Says Luis Robert better than your entire team. Congrats, Reed. I hope you feel better, man. 
but our entire team is better than your entire team. Yeah, Luis Robert Jr. Unfortunately, you're 25 games under 500 and haven't won a playoff game since 05. Reed, thanks for joining the chat. I literally told the Sox guys, it's like, you guys better figure out your roster. It's it's a damn shame that someone as talented as Luis Robert is on a team this bad. It's Mike Trout all over again, bro. (laughs) Luis Robert right now might finish, like, top five in AL MVP voting. Like, he's been that good. It's yeah. a, it, it, he's a great player. It is a shame, though, that he's playing on such Very a He's a great player. I would say that if you had a whole season of Cody Bellinger, those numbers would look awfully similar. Yeah. Yeah. Bellinger, if you didn't have, player. If you didn't get yeah. hurt for that month yeah. or whatever, yeah. Also, it's 4-1 to Dodgers now. Let's oh, go. Dodgers. I actually right. have it up, but I just but didn't again, notice it. But again, while that would be nice if the Dodgers could beat the Brewers because nobody, you wouldn't lose ground yeah. to any games. You were playing the White Sox. Yeah. You mm-hmm. should be talking about climbing over people, stepping over dead bodies. The Giants are also up 5-0 to zero on Tampa Bay after 7. So, I know the Cubs were within one game of, of that second wild card spot at some point over the weekend, and now they're going to lose a game on that most likely. But at least, I again, I, just to look at it on an optimistic basis, they're not really losing ground in the – if things stay like this, they're not really losing ground in the postseason. But, yeah, you got to start taking care of what you can control – and that means the Cubs need to bounce back tomorrow with the ass man and get the bats going and, uh, you know. What, what, a, what a position they've, they've found for Javier Assad, by the way. Um, if you didn't know before the game, Marcus Troman was supposed to start tomorrow's game against the Dodgers. He's not going to. Javier Assad will make that start. Stroman's uh, getting some tests done on rib discomfort now after a hip that had a cortisone shot. Uh, Listen, his last start was spectacular. Seven innings, one run. Team Mexico, he was spectacular. He came to the big leagues and came to the Cubs and he struggled early in the season trying to find that role. This time around, he's been really, really effective and they, they have a guy who can either be the long guy he can get them out of key positions. He can he can be a spot starter who's done a great job. Now you might be asking the guy, man, we need you to be a key starter for a push to a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. No pressure, but it seems like his teammates all believe in him. Who was the guy that, who made the comment recently said he's one of the best pitchers in baseball? And we all were like, who, who was, what Cubs player... Didn't one of his teammates, who am I thinking of? Oh, it might have been yeah. Alzali. Was Alzali it Alzali or yes. Leiter? Somebody no. said. Or it was he, Mark Leiter, yes. Mark, Mark Leiter said he's yes. one of the, yeah. that He's one of the best pitchers in baseball. One of the best pitchers in baseball. Mark Leiter said that. Yes. Yes. He said that in an interview at his locker with yeah. the. With and, the and he was, yeah. you know, Comedian. it raised a lot of eyebrows. I know Ryan Herrera didn't respond back, but it had to open some eyes. Um, listen, that might be a stretch. But I know that guy. Nobody's in that Cubs organization is surprised by the way he has pitched this this time since he's been called up. They believe in the guy, and I know that the younger players at the lower levels, including AAA, they see it and they say that's that's who he is. Yeah, the ass man shoves. Well, he's going to need to come out and shove against the White Sox. I weirdly feel really good about it to go into Toronto and did what he did on Friday and. Like, not even just that, but, like, the guy pitched in the World Baseball Classic and pitched in, like, high pressure. I don't think he's afraid of the situation. Against Team USA. Yeah, I feel really good about the ass man tomorrow. And it's not just because of the bit and how I want to just, you know, in all caps type the ass man whenever he has a quality (laughs) start. It has nothing to do with it. Like, I just, first of all, he's a right-handed pitcher who, that did well against a heavy right-handed lineup on Friday. And what do the White Sox have? A lot of right-handed batters. So, like, it's the matchup's not that much different outside of Ben Attendee and Grandal. Like, if there, I'm sure there's another lefty that I'm missing in there. But um, I feel good about him tomorrow. I'm not saying it's a lock. I am saying that the Cubs need to win tomorrow. You can't, you can't get swept at home by the White Sox with an off day ahead. I'll be too fucking miserable. Um, and then have to go into a weekend series with the Royals with way too much fucking anxiety that I shouldn't have it going into a seri- weekend series against the fucking Royals. So... Um, yeah, no, I, again, I feel, I feel good about Assad going into tomorrow to, to keep them in the game. And, uh, 
he he himself has to have a lot of confidence after his start against Toronto. So I I think it's it's kind of like when you get in the postseason and and there's someone who gets hot or something like that that you that you don't expect. You gotta ride the hot hand and. Javier Assad, it's not it's not that he just had one good start. He's just been really good since the beginning yes. of July. You know what I mean? So I know a lot of those were out of the bullpen, and a lot of them were in, like, you know, mop-ups slash, you know, low leverage, trying to keep the Cubs in the game, see if they can come back and win a game. Some of those games, it worked out. Some of those games, he just helped save the bullpen. But, but I he, think pitched, he pitched solid against the Braves, and then he just went to Toronto and threw seven innings. That's I, I think feel good that, about I it. think that's what Mark Leiter was trying to say was he's one of the best pitchers in baseball because of the way he's used in so many situations and he's excelled in all of them. I well, think that that was more to his point. Like he's had those long relief situations. He's had high leverage, low leverage, and now he's starting games too. He's been an opener. He's done so many different things and he's done pretty well all year. Five if. He, if I had to pick five pitchers going into this season, I thought, you know what? These this, these five could have a massive impact on this team, better than anybody outside of Chicago realizes. Justin Steele would be one of them. Keegan Thompson would have been two. Wesneski would have been three. Assad would have been at least four, right? Who am, I, who am I missing in that group? Anybody that I'm like... Of top pitchers that would have made a y- difference? Young guy, younger or, I mean... Steele's not like a young, young guy, but. You're talking about coming into the year? Yeah, so, coming yeah. into the season. Steel. Assad, Wesneski, Steele, Keegan Thompson. Would have probably hoped for Killian. Yeah, yeah. would have been my fifth. Maybe, maybe, maybe Alzali. Alzali's the guy I would have said fifth. And, I, and you know, as far oh, yeah, as yeah. other. Alzali. As okay. far as other like minor leaguers, I, th- I think we are all hopeful that we could see Ben Brown and Jordan Wicks too. That has yeah, that would have been really but. that would have been I mean now you're really expanding it out but I would have thought those five were gonna we're all gonna have a really good season Wesneski hasn't been able to corral it Thompson has had a season that he's definitely gonna want to forget yeah. like we hope the mayor comes back next season but out of nowhere after disappointment Assad has been that guy so yeah he's been he's he's been huge and I like Kevin said I think it really does make a difference for him to be able to come in in almost any situation and figure it out, just find a way to help the team. So Ryan Herrera is here. We're going to get to him in a second. Cody, tell us about our friends at Goose Island Beer Company. Well, you know, Sean and and Herb were doing beer bats out there. Uh, and credit I'm, to them. Cre- credit to those guys for drinking Goose Island out of the beer bats, right? Uh, Chicago's beer since 1988. Their beer roster includes the Goose Island IPA, Tropical Beer Hug, the 312 We Ale, and of course, the Full Pocket Pilsner. Uh, every day, an everyday beer that what the brewers are drinking. Uh, we got the takeover tomorrow, uh, thanks to Goose Island. Uh, at Almost Home, pregame meetup. We'll be at Almost Home if you get if you have a ticket to go. You get a free drink when you get there on top of the t-shirt and all that stuff. Uh, but also, there'll be other Goose Island beers there anyway. So, uh, I know I'm going to have a couple before we walk over to the ballpark and I have to pay way too much money for well, come see us in section 425 even if you don't have a ticket although i believe there might be one or two left yeah. so go to allchgo.com and check that out absolutely but yeah goose island is goose island legit. grab ultra fresh brewery exclusive beers at goose island original brew house on Clybourne avenue in lincoln park or from their tap room on fulton street in west town goose island beer company chicago's beer beautiful you know what goes good with beer what goes good with beer, Cody? College. Sure does, especially Lewis University. Students just like you. Full-time job, family, full-time sports fans. Hey, you could go back to school right now and earn a respected degree at Lewis University, 35 miles southwest of Chicago in Romeoville. It is a hidden gem, ranked as one of U.S. News and World Report's top-tier colleges. Lewis partners with numerous employers for tuition discounts, and they offer evening online and blend formats to help you balance your work life, your family, and your education. And their faculty bring real world experience and instruction to the classroom. That's relevant to your career. They also offer career support and academic resources. Maybe you're looking to uh, complete your bachelor's or master's degree or enroll in a professional certificate program. 
Lewis has those too. Lewis has one in cybersecurity that is recognized by the Department of Homeland Security. So they have discounts and um, different things that they, certificates that they give out, things that are not found elsewhere, mm-hmm. right? So check out Lewis University. Discover how a degree from Lewis can help you build a better world. Learn more at lewisu.edu slash you can do this. You can do this. Ryan, you can stay awake. I'm tired. You look tired. Yeah. Yeah. Scholarship funding and cybersecurity. I got to tell you, cybersecurity is a big deal. I worry about it. Yeah. Same. Right now, what if somebody hacked Ryan and we lost him? There goes the show. You never know. Yeah. You can learn Gary, all about it at Lewis University. Gary might have the show and, and, and hop on in my place. So you never know. That's possible. Uh, a lot of people not happy in the chat tonight, as you would expect, Ryan. Okay, I would totally. I would expect the Cubs weren't totally thrilled with that game either. Oh, totally not. I mean, that's that's a bad loss. There's, there's no really other way to put it. And the silver linings, I guess, like a lot of other teams around them lost too, right? Like the Reds yeah. lost, the Phillies lost, the Marlins lost. I think the Brewers were tied last time I checked. Yeah, they're losing now. Other oh, lot they're down five one, yeah. so there's a good sign. It's so, in one way, it's like a silver lining. Like a lot of other teams lost too, so they're not losing ground. Uh, but on the other side, it's like you could have made up some ground at that point too. Um, yeah, bad loss against a bad team. Um, they got, I think the objective is to get starting pitchers out early as early as you can. They got um, the White Sox starter out after four innings and uh, went what two maybe three base runners against the. Five, and five innings against the White Sox bullpen who had like the 26th ranked DRA coming in, something like that. Um, yeah, bad loss. Uh, Kyle got, you know, he, when he's not, when Kyle is a guy that's not a swing and miss type guy, um, that's the, you're going to risk those, uh, you're going to risk games with a ton of bad, uh, bad, batted ball luck, like we saw today, especially those first couple innings, um, you know. Bloopers just fall in. One ball takes Jamer a little bit too far to a third baseline. He can't uh, get the throw to first in time. It's just like that happened with Kyle, and that's just kind of part of his game now because he's not a huge swing and miss guy. I think his whiff rate is as low as it's ever been. Um, his strikeout rate is as low as it's been since his rookie year. So um, that's that's the risk you run with Kyle. It's just he still gave you six six innings, three and in runs, still gave you a quality start. Um, the offense was able to get to the White Sox starter, just couldn't get – to anyone else and yeah it's a bad loss they're gonna they're gonna go back they're gonna come back tomorrow try to you know split this series and, and start the rest of the trip or the homestand or the rest of this 12 game stretch on the right foot but it's a yeah it's not a good loss no one's really happy about it in that clubhouse um can you tell us what david ross said about getting ejected mm. he didn't really say a lot um, like he just said that him and the umpire had a disagreement and he lost that battle, obviously, because he got tossed. Uh, Kyle said that it was, it had something to do with a balk, um, but yeah. didn't really make it clear when that happened. I was actually going to ask you guys, cause you know, I don't really get to see the, I, I, I don't know if you guys caught anything on the broadcast. It may have been during say is that bad from what I've been I told. guess. Boog and JD yeah. didn't even realize at first, like what it could have been for. So like. A missed balk call is what yeah. I heard he was mad about. I didn't see it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It, it was not yeah. something that they were talking about on the broadcast to catch people watching's attention. So No, they came yeah, back I'm, from I'm break, being, and all of a sudden they started showing him arguing and getting tossed. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm, well, I was sitting here. It's like, yeah, it's in between innings. I'm like, I'm not looking at the game. They have a, a, like a kind of tribute thing to Kyle Hendricks on the board because he moved to eighth place on the all-time Cubs strikeout list, right? Like, uh, there's all this other stuff going on because it's in between innings. All of a sudden, I look over and David Ross is getting tossed and arguing with the umpires. I have no idea. I don't know when this balk specifically or what the balk was, what wasn't called. Apparently, um, there were like the coaches and players in the Cubs dugout that reacted to it. Um, yeah, I, yeah. David Ross didn't really specify what it was. Kyle Hendricks gave like a slightly more specific idea of what exactly it was but i'm not sure i don't remember who was pitching at that point in time but um i don't know what the the potential block was but that from what i'm hearing that sounds like it's 
the reason why David Ross was angry. Um, but you know, it also happened like in the middle days, like he didn't come out right away and start arguing the balk. Um, it came out he, or he, something had happened in between innings that caused the, the ejection. So yeah, that was, that was a little surprising. I didn't, I, yeah, I'm with you guys. I didn't really know what was going on when it happened. Yeah. I mean, obviously the home run Merriweather gives up was a blast and it's, it's the ball game and it's the difference, but it was just a bad, it was just a bad pitch. I'm curious what you heard before the game or after the game about Stroman and or Assad now pitching instead of him for game two tomorrow or takeover. I also chalk up uh, some of the Cubs losing tonight to probably some nerves of knowing that the CHGO takeover was the next night. They probably got ahead of themselves. Facts. Possibly. Yeah. Don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. Uh, yeah, Stroman, I believe his rib discomfort is what's happened. Um, I think David Ross said that it he had a bullpen Sunday and later in the day is when he started to feel it. Um, I don't think there's a major level of concern on their end right now. It's just to the point where he's not going to be available to start tomorrow. Um, so I, they're, they're going to get him checked out and, and, and just kind of figure out exactly what it is and exactly what a timeline, so to speak, is. Uh, but from what David Ross said, uh, pregame that it doesn't seem to be a doesn't the, the the level of concern is not that high right now that it's like a serious thing um but obviously that's something we'll figure out a little bit more about um in the coming days he did mention obviously that on the other side of that it's good that javier Assad is pitching really well right now so when you have a guy like stroman who you're kind of waiting for to come back um, and now he can't well, you know, you have Javier Assad, who's, who is pitching very well, who can come in um, He's starting tomorrow. I, I guess he never really confirmed it, but I think that, that we're pretty much, we're pretty sure that Javier Assad is going to start. He said that on Marquee. He said okay, Assad. So there you go. Yeah. yeah, he said he said more than likely to us, but so there you go. Yes, Assad will be starting tomorrow um, in, the, in game two of this, you know, the last Crosstown Classic game of the, of the season. Um, and that, that's one of the things that's, they, they talked about David Ross has mentioned in the past how well Javier Asad was pitching, but how maybe underutilized slash undervalued he was in the role he had previously. Um, but we saw what we did, what he did on Friday. Uh, he pitched was it seven innings, one run in Toronto, something like that on Friday. Like he, he's been pitching the ball very well. He's earning his, uh, this new evolving role, right? He's, he's moving to the rotation and he's pitching well. Um, so I think one of the things where, again, it's another good thing, bad thing, where it's bad thing they get, they're not getting Stroman to pitch tomorrow, but on the good side, they do have a side who they have faith in, who they've seen pitching very well lately um, and believe that Javier Assad will do enough to give him a chance to win tomorrow against the Sox. We'll see. Um, I, I'm obviously I'm, we've all talked about Assad and how well he's been pitching. So we'll see how that goes for him tomorrow. Um, but yeah, so that's, the good and bad of it, right? You're, they're not getting Stroman back, and and he should be an important part of um, this playoff push if they can complete it. Um, but they do have Javier Assad pitching well against – pitching well, and he's going up against a bad team that won today but should be able to beat tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, right? you like, hope so. And uh, better. And you, you hope see you this, beat the Royals, the, too. The White Sox have won six straight games at Wrigley now. That seems like a lot. I didn't realize it was that high. They, I, well, the I just saw that on Twitter. Cubs even, have been bad. Yeah. And Last the Sox have been years. in their World Series window. Yeah. Good time to snap that, that streak tomorrow. That wide Sheesh. open window. Uh, hey, by the way, while Ryan's here, I know he's been talking about going on the cart with, with you at this event, but I'm definitely teeing it up. The CHGO kickoff classic coming at Cog Hill. That's uh, not this Friday. It's next Friday, the 25th. We still have one or two openings left. 18 holes with a cart, 9 a.m., exclusive CHGO and Pins and Aces uh, golf towel. We're going to have a whole contest. So we've got the, the Cubs takeover at Wrigley tomorrow, but we have this kickoff classic Friday the 25th at Cog Hill. Course number two, don't miss it. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. You get the diehard discount for that, plus you get the premium written content uh, when you sign up to be a diehard for all members at allchgo.com, you get 20% off all events, 20% off all the dope merch. Uh, you get to read all of Ryan's stuff. 
And of course, we had the new shirt. If you haven't seen it, Belly Bombs came out tonight. Last week, we had two Summer of Mike Talkman shirts in a collab operation with uh, Avi Shirts, which I believe that will be available in the store at Avi Shirts tomorrow. Yeah. If it isn't already there. That was that was the rumor. So uh, anyways, we're, we're excited about that. Ryan, any other nuggets going into this uh, next game, an important game against the White Sox? Um, yeah, we talked to Ian Happ. We talked to a lot of the guys um, last the, the whole day and, and just kind of about this stretch of games, right? Like the 12, mm-hmm. 12 or uh, the two weeks against pretty bad teams. And it goes back to what we talked about with Dan Plesek on Monday about like, this is kind of that stretch where for people on the outside looking in, like it's, this is, this is where they prove themselves. Like, can they do bit, can they take care of business against a bunch of bad teams going these next two weeks? Right. Um, but some of these guys don't, I would say most of the guys, at least from what they tell us, are trying to keep that same um, level of when they were trying to make this huge comeback, trying to come back from 10 games below 500 and however many games out of first place and out of the wild card they were. As they were doing that, they consistently talked about taking games one game at a time, right? Like not looking at stretches of games, looking at what's happening today, go win a ball game today um, and talking to a lot of guys, it feels like they, they, they talk to us and say to us that they have to kind of keep that same approach as far as like, well, as we know, and a baseball team, even a bad one can beat a good one on any given day. Um, and so even though they have this stretch of, you know, really, really bad teams, they weren't going to go undefeated in that. We know that um, just obviously losing a game to the Sox room, uh, hurts their margin of error for the rest of these games in this stretch. Um, but it also is not the end of the world, right? Like there's still a lot of baseball left to play. There's still a lot of games left against bad teams uh, in these next two weeks. Um, so you know, I've already seen a lot of like, this is, this is a season ender. This is the, this is the playoff push hopes killer. Um, and it doesn't feel that way to me. It feels like it's a bad loss, right? Like there's no doubt about it. You, you didn't, you're like, if you're like Cubs, you didn't want to lose to the White Sox today to start off your homestand. Uh, but it's, but it's not a game that's, there's not a game that I'm looking at right now as like, this is the end of the Cubs playoff hopes. Like there's a lot of games left against bad teams. There's a lot of games left against the Brewers. There's games left against the Reds. Like they have plenty of time to kind of watch this loss and put it behind. Does it sting? And is it frustrating? For sure. But um, I don't, I don't buy into the theory that this is like where their playoff hopes. end. I think this is a, a team with a lot of veteran guys, a lot of guys who have been on winning teams um, that just know that games like this are going to happen in the grind of a 162 season. Um, and they're those are the guys that are going to be able to help pick up the pieces, um, you know, wash themselves clean of it and go back and try to win a game tomorrow. Let's check out who you got. Everybody's waiting for who you got. It's the only thing that people come to the show for, honestly, even the White Sox fans that are trolling in the chat. They they're only, here. They want to know for, who you got. They're here for who you got, and that's literally it. I saw a network in town stole who you got on social media today. Mm, I saw that too. I won't name names, but I saw somebody stole who you got. Uh, <laughs> I took Morell. That did not go well, so I did not win. I would just leave it at that. Big of you to admit. Big <laughs> Thank of you. you. Yeah. For credit you to, not credit even, to me, as Cody says. Not even, credit to me. Not even to argue about credit him to me. I didn't. I didn't win. So many pitches. I didn't win this time. All right. Credit to me for being honest about it. <laughs> uh, credit to you. I took Saya, who hit a homer. You took Saya, had a and homer, he, and he did save a run early in the game. Ryan had belly. Also didn't yeah, win. Bell, belly was feet like like single digit feet away from stealing who you got. He was. Me. He was real close. Uh, Corey had Nico. I would say it's either Nico or Saya. Nico had a couple of hits and a, and a stolen base, which got him to 30, and Ryan had the great tweet, you know, comparing him to the great Tony Campana mm. last time somebody stole 30 on the Cubs. But he also got thrown out with what would have been the game-tying run, correct? Very, At the time? Very key situation to be thrown out in. I don't personally fault him that much for that because it took a spectacular throw from a guy who doesn't make a ton of spectacular throws. They ran all over the guy the last time. So that's true. But say it did hit a home run and it tied the game. 
So okay. As a I man go, of integrity, yeah. I think it's me. I probably say it's probably say a credit to Cody. Credit to Cody. Cody credit today. Uh, credit to White Sox Tom for having no life and coming to come hang out with us and tell us that Herb is showing us how to chug beer. Is that the guy, same guy that said that Herb was your dad last year? Probably. It could okay. be. It might nice be. of him to show but up. But I don't remember. <laughs> I saw earlier in the chat that Sean couldn't finish his. And oh, Sean so couldn't finish So there's still some beer in that beer bag. And Herb isn't walking in a straight line right now either. As he, oh, they ended their, their again they ended their party Ryan, over there early. I, you weren't here, Ryan, but I sure. I told Sean and Herb to do the beer bat to for uh, trolling purposes and for content. Big of me, nice. credit to me. Yes, very absolutely. big of me. It might have been the biggest thing of me to do for the entire year. Absolutely. Well, it'd be nice if you wore pants tomorrow, but that's another story. Sure. Uh, CHGO <laughs> Crosstown Classic coverage presented by Hooters. Hooters is your spot to catch all the games this season. Step up to our plate for the world-famous wings, delicious seafood, stack sandwiches, salads, great drink specials, and more at Hooters. It's always easy to pick a winner. 11 Chicagoland locations. Visit the original visit originalhooters.com for more information. Crosstown Series Takeover. Check one more time. Before you go to bed, allchgo.com. There might be one or two tickets to join us at beautiful, historic Wrigley Field as the Cubs try to take the coveted Crosstown Cup back tomorrow with three out of four wins this season against the Sox. Whether it's the White Sox tomorrow or whoever, just fucking win tomorrow, bro. That's my... That's that's how I feel about tomorrow. I, I care. I don't care that they're playing the White Sox tomorrow. I care about winning baseball games. Who did they lose to on your birthday again? What the team? Astros. The Astros. Now they led six to one. Listen, if they don't <laughs> they win it. tomorrow, Cody's going to be up in section four twenty five, mumbling. Not on the takeover night, bro. Not, bro. Not on takeover night, bro. Not on takeover bro, night. Bro, not on takeover not night. On takeover night. We will see you at Wrigley. Hope you'll uh, come join us in Wrigleyville and at the ballpark. Uh, thanks for dropping by to check out the CHGO Cubs podcast. Until then, fly the W.